This is episode 67, Becoming an SLP. And we're back with another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And I'm just recording selfies of myself yeah, on the Yeah, I was going to bring that up, but I got like tongue-tied. Oh, I couldn't say it. I got it. I'm multitasking. Oh. I took a selfie. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know. By How's the time it look? This, I, don't, I don't love it, but, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get hung up over that, you know? Right. There's more to life. There is more to life. Like filters. Like filters, which I did use a fancy one, mm. I think. It was like pixelated, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, um... I just wanted to show the people that, you know, we're here and we're recording. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Yes. So what are we drinking? We are drinking this uh, Italian wine. Yes. It is. This very interesting uh, man here on the cover. Yeah. With his... I don't know on what the cover, kind of, on the label. On the label. What kind of outfit he's wearing here? He looks like a lumberjack. It's an Italian red wine. Yes. But uh, the guy looks like a lumberjack. With flip-flops, I mm-hmm. might add. So well, he's, it's in the summer. Right. In Italy. Just yeah. relaxing. He's chilling. Taking a two-hour lunch break, mm-hmm. as they do. Uh, so it's a Gian Don Il Farnetto, Italy. Mm-hmm. And we paired it with this provolone cheese, salami, and strawberries. Yeah. I think this wine has a an interesting, I'll say, like um, chalky. Is that the correct word? Yeah. Aftertaste? A bit, yes. What is that? I what don't is, know. Did you put something in this? I, I didn't. No, okay. I didn't. Just, it was okay. just, you know, that's the way it came. Okay. I guess it contains sulfites. Is it the yeah, sulfites? I, I saw that and I was like, oh, does that mean we're going to get a headache? Oh, no. Yeah, that's what all wine says, if, yeah. unless it does not have right. sulfites. So I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that um that chalky mm-hmm. kind of aftertaste, which I can't really th- recall if I ever had a wine with that kind of aftertaste, but I was glad that we had the provolone, which kind of masked the chalky aftertaste. Yeah, so I and did like it out a bit. Yes, I liked the combo. So in terms of the wine, um. I'm going to vote sink it this time. Oh, wow. Because I don't know what was going on with that aftertaste. I Mm -hmm. was like, I mean, I'm going to obviously finish this glass. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to throw this away. Like, what am I, you know? Yeah. And I'm definitely going to drink. I'm not an animal or anything. Yeah. So I'm going to drink it for now, but definitely sink it later. You vote sink it. So I'm going to vote sink it this time. Yeah. I vote. I vote drink it, Mm -hmm. but not. As many days later as when I've given it to you. Because I opened this a couple days ago. Mm. So, like, maybe it's just because it's been opened for a while. But isn't wine supposed to, like, I mean, I guess not I think if it's closed. If it's closed. Oh, so you didn't have, like, the cork on it? I did. Oh. But it still was open. I don't know. Okay. Who I've knows? But, won. yeah, it did have a bit of a chalky taste to it. I, I would admit that. Okay. Good. So I'm not crazy. No. So you're going to drink it or sink it? I vote drink it because it was good when I first had it. Uh Uh-huh. I see. So Mm -hmm. I just got the leftover. You did. Sorry. Um, I had two bottles and you picked the one with that label. I did pick the label. I judged it by the label because of this Italian man. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. His interesting outfit got to me. Well, that's what you get for um, judging a bottle by its label. Yeah. That's what I did. It's a valuable lesson we're learning every day. So... Tell me about your, our exciting news. We are going to be at ASHA um, in Orlando. Yay. 
we are going to have maria you tell them what we're going to have while i yes get all the other info so we will have two different style of t-shirts for sale i don't know if it's a surprise yet so i'm just gonna withhold that information so stay tuned for that. We're not sure if we want to have it a surprise or not, but mm-hmm. um, maybe you've seen the styles before on our Instagram. Maybe you haven't. So just saying. Um, so two different types of shirts, wine glasses, um, magnet giveaways, sticker giveaways, and hopefully if all goes well, uh, a wine raffle. Yes. So we're going to have a whole bunch of wine and cheese raffle and probably some crackers as well. So fun and exciting things and uh, obviously come to our booth and check us out and visit us and just like say hi, just say, hey, I'm a listener and just, you know, or you're not a listener. You still want to say hi, you know, just randomly just come on over. And we're really excited to meet all of the uh, individuals at ASHA. Yeah. Wait, we are going to be member table 896. I was correct. I was just concerned that I was not. I wanted to make sure I was right. So yeah, come see us at table 896 and uh, we'd love to chat with you. Yes. We're also going to have um, an after ASHA happy hour, probably that Thursday around 630 or seven o'clock. We haven't picked a location yet. We had to figure out um, something that's cool with walking distance from the convention center. Um, But stay tuned to our Instagram for more information about that. And come say hi to us at the booth. We'll tell you where we're going to hang out later. Exactly. I'm excited. Me too. And the weather will be nicer than New York weather. And nicer than Boston last year. And nicer than Boston last year, which was snowing. Mm -hmm. I remember us like walking around the snow, carrying things. And we're just like, where are we? Mm -hmm. Where where, where has our life turned? That was rough. (laughs) What's rough? I haven't decided if I'm going to rent a car yet or not or just take Ubers. Um, I also had to figure out where I'm staying for two of my four nights. Okay. So I might get like a fancy Airbnb. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Like with a pool. Whoa. Who knows if I'm going to show up to Asha? Wow. No, well, please show I'll up and help be. me at the booth to <laughs> man the booths. Yeah. I do require frequent bathroom breaks. You do. I yes. do. I drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. which is very good for you. So, yes. Not apologizing. Mm-mm. But anyway, so stay tuned because later on in the show, we have an interview that I have conducted with our lovely listener a lovely one yeah i just i had to oh i was like did she do that on purpose i did word finding issues or (laughs) what was it well maybe it started as word finding Uh issues and then you're just like lovely's good i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna stick with it but i feel like it's starting to irk you so i will decide no but i will point it out i will continue to point it out okay so I conducted an interview with a listener mm-hmm. who took initiative to uh, be interviewed on the show. Yeah, and email us and uh, if you got a, if you have an interesting story, we might put you on the show. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. You never know. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for our interview with California Speechy. That's going to be her name. Yeah. Which is her Lan- uh, London Lang. London Lang. Yeah. I didn't know if she wanted to be na- oh, well. named on Named ya. Sorry. There she is. Her <laughs> name is out there. But uh, so you guys talk about what it's like to be uh, studying speech language pathology. And she gives a lot of tips about what to do as a student. So you and I are going to chat a bit about what to do once being a student is over. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so I am a CF supervisor. Do you ever see yourself doing that? Yes. 
I'm still waiting for that for someone to just be like, hey, Maria, you want to take a CF? Uh, I'm not like actively pursuing it because I have had grad students before. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of I'm comfortable with like that supervision role. Right. And I'm getting one soon enough. So I'm ready. And I have conducted my own interviews with the grad students. I think my current placement is a perfect place for a grad student. And I would love to have one. And okay. I think somebody should try to reach out to City Sounds of New York and see if they can be my placement person. That would be nice. Are yeah. you scary a little bit or? Um, I'm not as nice as people think I am, Ooh. but I am. I do want everyone to be better than me. So I'm not mean. I'm not like Devil Wears Prada mean. I'm more like, are you sure that this is the best use of any of our time? Any of our mean. time. <laughs> like, not just the child, not just theirs, mine too. Like, all of Everybody's us. Everybody's time. Is everyone, yeah. Because you're pulling kids out of class. It's very important. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Because you have to, like, in, like, in terms of, like, how I see it, like, what are you doing that is, like, special or an expertise? Like, mm-hmm. are you just sitting there reading a book? Like, so, like, anyone right. can do that. Like, I can right. get a 12, like, a ninth grader to this sit is not with a five-year-old to read a book. Right. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So we need more. We need visuals. We need this. We need that. We right. need it all. We need everything. We need we need to know how this is going to improve their academic performance within the classroom setting or how this is going to improve their social life. Like if you're pursuing speech pathology in a different setting, um, how is this going to be functional to them? Right. Just like Speechy Morgan said, what is the functional outcome of this? Correct. Why are we doing it? How is it going to help? Why are we doing it? Um, <laughs> that is the question. Yes. So why are we doing this now? We're going to pretend to interview each other. Yes. Right? We're doing this so people can be more prepared when they go on interviews, mm-hmm. including us. You never know when an opportunity will present right. itself. So before you do the job, you got to get interviewed, right? Right. So um, do you want me to interview you first? Or yes. Do you? Okay. Yes, I would like to be interviewed so, first. So Maria... Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you want to work in the what, schools? Oh, okay, so it's in the schools. Okay. So this is, by the way, can we just mention this? That we I did not know these questions. No, just so like a real straight interview. straight off the dome. But when yeah. you go to interview, try to prepare. Yeah. Talk in the mirror. But they're probably going to ask you this question. But they probably will. So this is actually, as you listen to this episode, this is good practice. Yeah. Why do I want to work for the schools? Well, I think it's important to work for the school system because I want to work with children and children they're they're in school most of the time so i feel like i would be helping the children in the area in the setting where they have the most time and uh, they require the most skills to improve as they grow older so i feel like for me i would be most effective in a school and that is what will keep me striving to provide the best speech therapy i possibly can okay so you can make the greatest impact yes absolutely that's good i like Mm -hmm. that um can you give an example of a therapy activity you like to do okay Uh, (laughs) i do like to do puzzles but i wouldn't mention that on the interview i don't think um so only the interview i'm sorry i know (laughs) it's like it's like what what i'm thinking and what i'll say because you might have to learn to control your thoughts and, and what comes out right. of your mouth on it? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. But yeah. Well, this is why I'm saying it, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I really enjoy using board games, which I understand can sometimes be controversial. However, I think board games are very motivating. They're also very functional. Um, 
majority of our students have board games. And when I talk with parents, a lot of the parents are always asking, what can I buy? What can I do at home? And most of the parents, majority, do have at least one game. Right. And the game can obviously be uh, altered to that I could ask questions about what they're learning in class. Mm -hmm. So instead of just quick drill question and answer, we're playing a game, we're working on turn-taking, social skills, all in an activity that they can do at home as well. Nice. That's a great answer. Thank you. That is the truth. Um, And in your professional life, what is your biggest strength and your strongest weakness? Oh, my strongest weakness? Or your most significant weakness. Oh, okay. Like, I'm really bad at this. Like, Right. Okay. Well, they might ask you lots of... I've been yeah. on lots of interviews where people are like, what's yes. your weakness? No. So, my strength is my data collection because mm-hmm. I like to take data. It helps me feel organized. And then I like to keep my therapy data driven. Mm-hmm. And my weakness would be the time management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to say I'm late. I don't want to say that. Right. I want to say time management right or yeah to like maintain a schedule right mm-hmm. yes so whenever I, I was on an interview I used to be like I just work too hard <laughs> <laughs> just, but I did hear on <laughs> I just I'm just addicted to the game <laughs> like I can't stop won't stop working if you hire me I will work too much <laughs> I mean, I feel like me and you both work too much. Yeah, so but that's like a good answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. I'm just too passionate just about speech pathology. Too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also suggest to our listeners that if you're asked a question about like your weakness, I've heard it's always like mixed reviews. Depends on who you ask mm-hmm. and what your source are. I always say like, like trust your instincts in the interview. You know, if it's a little more right. lighthearted. You know, maybe you can be like, I know it's my time management, but that's why I try to wear a watch. And hopefully that day you're wearing a watch. Right. And then you hold up your watch. Right. And you're like, and this is how I have made up for this deficit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I am actually wearing a watch right now. Right. You are. I noticed that watch. Is it new? It's shiny. No, I just got the battery replaced. I was about to be like, is that why Maria's late? Because she looks at her clock and she's just like, oh, shiny. (laughs) She forgets to look at the time. (laughs) That would be the perfect case of irony. I'm too busy. Look how nice. Staring at my watch, my bling bling, that I lost all concept of time. Uh huh. Okay. I forgot to put on my phone. Did you have more uh, questions? Um, No, I thought we settled on three. Yes. So did I get the job? Um, (laughs) Yes, you're hired. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. I have questions for you now. Oh shoot. So we're going to roles are reverse. We're working. Want to stick with the school setting or should we switch it up? Hey, man, I'm just showing up for the job interview. What's your question? Okay, I'll let you know if I should be hired. An adult rehab facility. Okay, people are going on interviews for Mm -hmm. those places as well. So tell me a situation where you had a challenge and how you handled it. Within the adults, within the adult setting, or yes. can I just mention anything in my anything professional you, career? Anything you would like, um, Brooks. So, since I'm new to speech pathology, and I might not have participated in the speech pathology realm, um, I can mention very many challenges that I have been confronted with. Um, all throughout undergrad and grad school, I was a waitress in a comedy club, and um, there I learned time management and how to work under pressure and problem solve all within um, each show's 90 minutes. And I have to get everyone drinks, food, checks, and all paid out before 
the show ends. So this gave me, uh, I feel like I gained a lot of communication skills within this job, but then also, like I mentioned, time management and being able to work under pressure. So now I feel like I can be confronted with a variety of situations and, and find my way out successfully. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also didn't have any of my slides in um, a research class in grad school and no one has forgotten it. And uh, it wasn't that much of a challenge for me because I, I um, nailed my presentation because I knew everything about the IOP, but um, it was still nerve wracking. I'm sure it would have been a challenge for the listeners in the class. Like, you know, like only because they were so intently focused on what I was saying because (laughs) they had no visuals. But I would say everyone listened to my presentation more than anyone else's. I'm going to have to go with yes. Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) Tell me what you like to do in your spare time. I swear I have had just, uh, you know, younger SLPs go on interviews and I'm always asking them, what do they ask you? What do they ask you? I think Mm -hmm. it's great to know as a professional. And uh, someone told me that they were asked this. So I was like, this is interesting. But I, I understand why the supervisor asked this. So tell me what you like to do in your spare time. Well, because, like I mentioned, I worked at a comedy club all throughout undergrad and grad school. I learned about comedy while I was simultaneously learning about speech pathology. And then I found the relationship between the two. Because what you're using in comedy is you're just you're utilizing your language in order to elicit an involuntary response in a listener. So it's all like expressive language skills as well as receptive language skills. So the comedian has to say something meaningful and concise in order to get that reaction. Um, So I became very interested in comedy and I'm actually marrying a comedian because that's how much I really like comedy, I guess. And uh, so I often go to comedy shows. Um, and for a while, I did stand-up comedy, and I used to produce shows all around Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. And in Our- addition to that, I have a speech pathology podcast. I make speech pathology coloring pages, and I have a speech pathology Instagram. Wow. wow. <laughs> so. so be prepared if you mention your Instagram that the yeah. employer will check it out. So yes. Yeah. Um, I tell everyone about it. Not that I would say it on this interview because theoretically I don't have this Instagram because I'm new. Right. Yeah. Um, Unless you do. Hey. I could. Yeah, I could. But yeah, I tell everyone because I don't want anyone to like think I was deceiving. Mm. I don't want to take videos somewhere and like give out photo release forms somewhere. Right. And not have like if somebody is uncomfortable with that, they should know before and not hire me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I always tell. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, with the comedy stuff, the employer might be like, interesting. Would you be interested in, in working with the residents and, and, and using your skills in comedy with your speech sessions? Yes, I actually always do. Oh, I like okay. to tell, like, one more shorter jokes. Because you can work on WH questions, like, what do you call a blank that blanks, you know? Right. And then have an answer and, like, whether or not. So, like, the recognition the recognition of humor requires several, several I can't speak. The recognition okay. of humor requires well, several cognitive here, aspects such as recognition of incongruity in a situation, identification of similar sound sequences, uh, homophones, metaphors, similes, figurative language, onomatopoeia, um, text-to-life situations, theory of mind. Wow. So all of that, and it's and it's small because jokes have to be, you know, either 30 seconds or maybe... Maybe a really long joke might be like two minutes. Right. And then also 
recall and working memory because one of the funniest things in comedy is a callback. So if mm. you tell a joke and then you tell three more jokes and then you tell you say a tag that has to do with a joke, two jokes prior, right? That makes people laugh even harder because they remember that you ah. said it before. So it's you're going to incorporate memory strategies. We require oh, yeah. that here at our rehab facility. Working memory, yeah, because you know individuals who have brain damage might suffer in that area. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, okay. and they also might struggle to comprehend abstract concepts. Absolutely, our residents do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and one more question. Why should we hire you? You should hire me because I show up every day with enthusiasm. And I might not always know exactly what to do, but I do know where to find that answer. And I won't stop until I find it. Wow, thank you. Yeah, wow. you're welcome. Great shake hands you know okay. and uh great you got the job Deb. thank you I'm Deb hired. is the rehab comedy slp yes. i mean they didn't ask me if i know anything about dysphagia no. but uh no. we kept it we kept it light i have never gone on the interview and not brought up comedy because really? it always changes the subject and everyone's like you've met well before louis ck pissed off the world mm. people are always like you've met him so yeah just like cool it changes the whole subject. Have you met Chris Rock? Yeah, it's several times. Interesting. I watched his tambourine Nef- uh, Netflix special. Was I didn't good? love it. Uh, I've liked his older stuff better. Does that just always happen with comedians as they get more It depends. More Sometimes famous? like the newer ones. I like Dave Chappelle's new one a lot. Oh, yes. Um, yes. The Age of Spin. Yeah, I mean, like not everything's going to be great, but... Sure. Uh, I don't know. I like the first time I met Chris Rock, I was pouring coffee and then somebody walked into the kitchen behind me and was like, this is the best waitress ever. This one right here is the best waitress ever. And I was like, who the f-? and then it was, it was Chris him. Rock? Yeah. Wow. But he was just like walking in and being silly. You should include that on into your interview. Yeah. I'm Chris Rock. I'm endorsed by Chris Rock. Yes. Mm-hmm. He Very says nice. I'm the best waitress ever, not the best speech pathologist. But right. He didn't see me in that capacity. He yet. didn't see you in that capacity. He has to check out your videos. Right. So then what else? So now you went on the interview, you nailed it, you gave. So I think that what's most important is not like what you say, but how you say it. Truth. So don't sit there frightened because then it's like, why do I want to hire you? How are you going to help anyone? You look like you can't help yourself. Yeah. Confidence. Um, Yeah. So just get in there and feel good about yourself and it will show through. Yeah. But you you should give other better advice because my advice is always like, have faith in yourself. Don't be afraid. And well, like I was going to give an interesting similar one. Okay. To, I think we've said on the show to like be like a duck. Like, yes, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be excited or whatever you want to say. Because you care about this job, right? You wouldn't have really went on this interview mm-hmm. if you didn't care for it. So you obviously have emotions attached to it. So you're, you feel a certain way inside. But on the outside, look cool right like yeah, the look duck cool. floating on the water they look so on the surface they mm-hmm. look so cool and graceful but under the water they are flapping away with their what is it what do they have Those webbed feet webbed feet they yeah. are pedaling away like very 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 quickly so try to hide it just yeah. think of that just don't look nervous i am nervous because i think it might be too much pressure to not feel nervous like it's like inevitable that you're going to feel nervous on an right. interview so just tell yourself, like, just try, try not to look nervous. <laughs> I honestly don't ever in. feel nervous. Okay. And I haven't gotten every job I've gone on. I'm right. just like, oh, it wasn't for me. What yeah. have? Exactly. Yeah. But the job I have now, I remember, like, I was nervous only because, like, I parked at a meter and it was going to expire. So Ooh. I remember being like, I have to go. <laughs> so, like, if you want to hire me, you can let me know. <laughs> like, through email or on the phone. And they still bring that up. 
No, I was like, I have to pay the meter. Yeah. Like, I can't Sorry. stay here anymore. This is New York City problems. Yeah. Okay. Some people get it. So then now that you become the SLP and you're starting your therapy as a CF supervisor, these are things I like to see. Keep it moving. Don't waste time letting them go get water. If somebody says, if you sit down and a kid is like, can I get water? You can say yes when we walk back to class. Okay. Um, intense, but okay. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I would right. keep. And then even if they really need water or really need to go to the bathroom, I'm like, we need to do one task prior to you leaving. Yeah. You have to sit down and do one thing first. Um, but then also, don't be a robot. Like, don't have a script here and think like, I'm just going to read a story because it's like, how like Maria said earlier how is that going to be different than what's happening in the class and how is that going to carry over and generalize to a like bigger skill that they need to use um have three to five therapy activities planned mm-hmm. um so th- and then keep don't make anything I don't like anything being longer than seven minutes okay. really it's like yeah. drop it and move on to something else at right. that point everyone has like four goals minimum in Whoa. speech don't do your people not no in my school i came into everyone had like a minimum of four goals wow how many do you guys have usually two two speech therapy goals yeah oh boy yeah that's well you have a different population right and you've also been that slp in that chair for a long time Okay. many other schools have a higher turnover rate so several other people are writing iep goals does your school request only two no, they just say as many as you think. Two is fine. Three is good. If you have like four, that's like crazy. I don't know who like. I put four: an expressive, a receptive, a pragmatic, and a phonological or phonemic oh. awareness, or an okay. articulation. Okay. So it's like will report on a topic, will answer implicit wh questions, will produce s blends, and will generate rhymes for given words. It's hard because they have to be like, I don't know, well, like met by a certain time. So like a WH question, like for like my population, like is going to be like a long term, long, long, long term. A what question has to be like a specific, like what doing question for like 10 verbs. Let's say you have to be like super specific. Yeah. So I can't give this like crazy, like four different goals when there's like, when it's like too broad, it has to be like very specific. Right. And that's why it's individualized. When they surpass it, then we're like, oh, look, we surpassed it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And then my last one is, um, lots of times I'm, when I'm supervising people, I find Mm -hmm. them being like, oh, tell me a story about this. And that's so Uh ambiguous. So I think it's better for you to tell them a story and then ask them questions about it and see if they can repeat it. If you have somebody with that level of ability. Right. Or you could have like a kind of like, well, like a script, uh, but like, um, I guess like a script, like a template. The story was about blank. Right. The characters were blank. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing like Brady or, or story grammar. Right. And if they could at least like memor not memor, I guess memorize or well, read. Yeah. When I make up a story, I'll be like, once there was a potato head who wanted to be a circus person, okay. but he didn't have um, a hat. So right. he went to the toy store and he got a new hat. And finally, he auditioned for the circus. So now you tell me that story. Once there was a what? A potato head. Yeah. Instead of like handing a kid two toys and be like, tell me a story. Yeah. And see if they have narrative language skills. It might be too hard. Yeah. So give them a story and use like once there was a blank who wanted to blank, but blank. So blank. Finally blank. So like character, motivation, Problem. problem, solution. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Something Just like that. Drinking some wine as you give all away, give all your your knowledge away. <laughs> well, I, I, this Drink. is for the beginning SLP, I thought, right? Yes. No, that's good. Yeah. So, speaking of SLPs, for the beginning SLP, you can check out slpawards.us. And SLPs deserve awards for being so fantastic. And you can even follow this account at slpawards.us. And, yeah, you could brighten up an SLP's day by just sending them this award. There could be a nice, like, welcome to the job award. Yeah, you can have something like most awesomest future SLP, binge-watched every season of the office while writing reports award, um, most therapy materials in your card award, and more. I know a lot of people with the materials in the card. I have a ton. You can't even use my trunk for groceries anymore. Oh, no. We've got to clean that up. But... Each award is $6, and you can get free shipping with the code, all capitals, wine and cheese. All one word. Yeah. Wine and cheese. So go to slpaward.us. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by SLP Toolkit. Hi, everyone. This is Deb, and I'm here with Sarah and Lisa of SLP Toolkit. What's up, ladies? What's up? We're breaking down 10 reasons why you need toolkit in your SLP life. And today we're coming at you with reason number five, the goal generator. This streamlines goals and ensures that all goals are smart. Well, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to out Sarah right now and say that she was not a smart goal writer. (laughs) I'm not even talking about the acronym. They just (gasps) were smart. (laughs) No, she always knew what she wanted to work on, but she would always phone a friend, aka me, and say, does this make sense? And my first response would be like, no, you've got too many words in there. I don't know what skill you're measuring. So that's the idea of this. It's not even a gold bank per se. It's more of a drop down list to guide whatever it is that you need to um, work on with the student and really hone in on that direct observable skill that you are measuring in treatment. And then from there, you can use the other drop downs to um, make things like the uh, level of support and, and how you're measuring it and how often you're measuring it, that kind of stuff will fill in as well. Yeah, we no joke built this entire feature for me uh, <laughs> as I did. I needed it to be very um, easy to write specific measurable uh, goals where I knew exactly what I wanted to target and I wrote it in a concrete way. Um, that was a really big struggle for me. I was like the queen of the mega goal or goals that only I could understand. So this makes takes away all the guesswork and helps you to write really great goals that are individualized to your students' needs. Right, and they're still editable. So even after you use all those drop-down menus, it still puts it in a text box where you still have the opportunity before finalizing that goal to change any wording or anything specific that you'd like to add to that goal. That's right, Jen. We put the I in IEP. It's individualized. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So... Sign up for free at slptoolkit.com and when you're ready to subscribe, use the promo code wine and cheese to get $24 off the annual fee or your first month free. SLP's Wine and Cheese is on Patreon. Do you love our show and want more, more, and more? You are in luck. Check us out at www.patreon.com backslash 
SLP's Wine and Cheese for bonus content. There you can see video interviews with our guests, bonus episodes, we put up therapy materials, data trackers, and more. Patreon is a platform that allows creators to receive funding for the projects that they create, and we would love your support. And now our interview with London Lang. Hey everyone, so I am sitting here virtually with a listener. Her name is London Lang. Welcome to the show. Hello everybody. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being a listener and it's always great to hear from our listeners. So why not sit down on this Friday night and get to know each other? Yeah, sounds good. What are you drinking? You tell us first, London. I am drinking a rosé. Uh, it's from it's made in Paso Robles, but they sell it at Malibu Wines. Um, it's pretty good. I got it on sale because it was supposed to be sparkling, and uh, they ended up not putting the sparkle in it. But I'm all about a good rosé, so I bought it anyways, and it was on sale, so it's a plus. I like it. You're a bargain shopper. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, me too. I'm a bargain shopper too. Yeah. So I'm drinking, of course, this is the last bottle. This is our bitch wine that we've had maybe 20 million episodes on. Uh-huh. Because we've got a huge shipment of them and they didn't come in time for our live show. So me and Deb just drank them, you know? Yeah. Don't rely on us to do that. <laughs> that with my very Greek wine, my Greek wine, my Greek, uh, <laughs> my feta, and it's from the Greek supermarket. So Oh, it's got to be good. Yeah, it's very salty, but it goes really well with this wine. So I'm going to take a sip of this wine. I forgot what it tastes like. Mm. All right. It's (laughs) strong, but not too strong. So definitely, we've said it a hundred times, definitely drink this wine. All right. I'm going to have to get a bottle of that. Yeah. The bitch wine. And it's a Grenache grape, which you said is one of your favorite wines, right? Yeah. Yep. So is yours a red a rosé? What are you drinking? Mine is a rosé. Yes, the one I'm drinking today is a rosé. Fancy. Yes, are you but more of a rosé girl, are you like wine? White wine? I, I do. I like white wine, and I do like rosé as well. Um, and I just don't really like the sweet whites or the sweet rosé. I'm more to keep it dry. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Look at this. We're just clicking. We're clicking already. <laughs> <laughs> We've clicked before, and I barely even remembered that. <laughs> Everything can be crazy sometimes. About you're going to go to Greece soon, right? I am. I'm going to go on a trip with my family, and one of our stops is in Greece. Um, nice. I'm going to butcher the names here, so I know that you'll be able to help me out. I'll help you. Um, I think we're going to Crete. Oh, Crete. Crete. Totally off, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then Corfu. Cool. There you go. Awesome. And then we are also going to, um, let's see, where else? Athens, which I can never see the official name for that one. Athens, uh, maybe you mean the air? What do you mean the official? Starts with a K. K? Where's K? I don't know. Catatonon or something? Maybe? I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay. I know Italy <laughs> has Catania. That's where I flew into uh, this past summer. Okay, maybe one of our listeners will know <laughs> yeah, what we're talking about. I'm a visual learner. I'm like, maybe if I saw the word you're trying to say. Yeah. But and there's Herkloin. Herkloin? Herkloin? 
Heraclio, maybe? But that's in Greek. Oh, that's maybe. Greek. Yeah, that sounds right. How many days total do you have in Greece? I think we have about six. Oh, wow. You're going to be bouncing mm -hmm. all over because Crete is. Yeah, four to six. Yeah, Crete is the biggest island in Greece, and that's south, very south. Um, similar to like Sicily, like the southernmost island in Italy. They have their own culture, their own types of cooking, types of food. Um, and then Corfu is more north, northwest, and it's closer to Italy. So you have like oh, okay. the, is it the Adriatic Sea. I want to say it is. So you'll have a whole nice uh, yeah of island. So lots of good food. Going on vacation. Cheers! Woo! Cheers! Virtual cheers. So yeah, thank you. Your trip looked amazing, Maria. Oh, so I was very, very inspired. I'm here to inspire people to travel. I think it's the best thing you could spend your money on. I agree. That and wine and cheese. That and wine and cheese. Of course. And Target dollar spot therapy items. Okay. All right. That's she's London already knows her stuff. <laughs> so I'll give the listeners a little background about you. So London okay. is a student clinician in her final semester of graduate school in the very sunny California. She has a BA in psychology with a minor in communications and a BS in communication sciences and disorders. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you did a lot of stuff already. A lot of school. <laughs> and now you've completed your clinical placements in the school, in the hospital, and in university settings. Mm -hmm. So recently you just finished working in your externship in a hospital, correct? Yes, that is correct. An outpatient and a little bit an inpatient. That was all together in one in externship? Yeah, yeah. Like split between a hospital and an yes. inpatient and... Yeah, so it was inpatient and outpatient. Okay. Mm -hmm. so like yeah. When the patients got discharged, they went to the outpatient and you were like split between inpatient and outpatient? Yeah, so my main area was an outpatient, but I got some opportunities to volunteer an inpatient too, because I wanted to see more of the acute setting. Um, so I was really thankful for that opportunity. Nice. Yeah. How many days a week were you there, both inpatient and outpatient? My uh, externship was a little bit different because most of my peers have um, like a three month, a semester long externship. Mine was once a week, so it was a whole year. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a year-long externship on Saturdays, and then I was adding on a couple days um, here and there just to get more experience, um, so at least once a week. So is that how your school did it, or you chose that option for whatever reason? Um, that's how my school did it. Um, it was just, it was an opportunity that was available, so they, they set it up that way for me for a year, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> What school is this, by the way? We forgot to <laughs> California State University, Northridge. Nice. Yes. Are you from California originally? Yes, I am. Yeah. And you're blonde, yes. too. You got the whole <laughs> California look. And it's, the window is sunny. And I'm in New York with my dreary window behind me. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is really hot. I'm wearing a sweater, but it is really warm outside. Actually, it's super windy in California right now. There's a bunch of fires happening, so yeah. <laughs> so it's still sunny outside, but there's a lot going on out there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Safe with those fires. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody else does too. <laughs> yeah, same here. 
So what did you like about your uh, most recent externship in the hospital setting? We'll just call it the hospital setting. Um, you know, I think I, I really enjoyed um, just working with different individuals who had neurogenic communication disorders. Um, I kind of found a little passion there with aphasia and then also dysphagia as well. Um, and I just, uh, I had great supervision. I feel so lucky. Um, my supervisors are mentors to me. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience. If anyone's interested in the hospital setting, I would definitely jump on it. Um, you learn a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, did an internship, externship in a hospital setting, but I didn't love it, but it was a lot. I think it was just because it was the end of the semester. I was studying for the comps. I was even going through a breakup. It was just too much. And I didn't think the hospital was like for me. I was like going to the bathroom and crying. So yeah. <laughs> maybe not a career choice for me. I did. I was offered the job and I turned it down. And I don't think my supervisor loved that because <laughs> it's hard to even get that offer. And I was just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I want to be miserable for my CF. Yeah, that's a lot to go through. And it is a lot um, to learn, you know, in the medical setting. It's very complex. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do have a passion in all areas of speech language pathology. So, you know, I, I love working with kids and I love working with adults. I just, yeah. So I feel like all of my experiences have been really great so far. And I feel fortunate for that. Cheers to that. Let's yeah. Cheers to that. Woohoo. Take a sip of this. <laughs> so did you get to see a lot of like bedside evaluations or? Um, in my externship setting, I didn't get to see a lot of um, bedside. I did for a few inpatient, but I actually got more experience in there volunteering at the hospital. Um, I, I got lucky again and um, met with a really great person who was willing to take me on as a volunteer. So I get a volunteer and um, observe in the hospital speech side, side of things. So yeah, um, I see a lot of bedside swallows, um, fees or um, MBSS. And yeah, it's really rewarding to see, um, you know, people have good outcomes in the hospital setting. Yeah, no, that's great to see. Did yeah. you scoped yourself? I have. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, right now but uh at Asheville apparently last year in Boston they were scoping and she was like what the hey you know oh I'm she may have gotten a chance to get scoped or do the scope so what was that like being scoped I actually did it at a um at uh, the USC voice center they held a conference or not a conference they hold a uh, training there um so a friend of mine and I went and it was great. It was definitely an experience. They numbed our nose. Um, and I got to get scoped and I got to scope others. And I, we did a rigid scope as well. Um, wow. But my hand was so shaky. My poor friend, her nose, her nose was destroyed after because yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm a first timer. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to admit that I wasn't very great, but I'm hoping to become better in the future. Yeah. <laughs> You haven't even graduated yet. You really hope someone. So like, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. But I would love to learn more and um and uh you know get more practice on that so I can you know do it on others professionally. Without a shaky hand. Yeah, without a shaky hand. You know, it's very important to not have a shaky hand when you're dealing with that kind of equipment. 
did they give any tips like how to not like I would think like holding your elbow I don't know like or I don't <laughs> they didn't exactly address my shaky hand issue um <laughs> but they were very supportive they were standing right there the doctors and um you know they they were very supportive of the whole situation like you know you've got this just you know move it a little this way move your hand that way um and eventually I got in there so wow. you know, all the vocal folds um, How were they? good wow. yeah excellent yeah. good mucosal wave <laughs> no secretions no secretions what? yeah and you yeah. had to like phone it and say like ah and e yeah uh-huh and then um glides like ooh. you know i didn't do that well but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing yeah how yeah. was your scope your vocal folds looking good <laughs> It, they looked great. It was really cool to see my own folds. I've always wanted to see them. I actually uh, went to an ENT once and I was like in patient mode and was too afraid to be like, can I see them? <laughs> so it was nice to actually see my own folds move. I actually want to go to ENT too because sometimes I feel like my voice, my voice can get like hoarse or it's not mm -hmm. as loud as I want it to be. So mm -hmm. I have to go to an ENT and I'm like, can I look too? Yeah, yeah. If you... Yeah, think of me. Just definitely ask because I feel like I regretted not being, not asking. <laughs> okay, I definitely will. I'll really yeah. That. yeah. Through your placement and obviously through your studies, you found that you're very interested in neurogenic communication disorders. So, like, mm -hmm. amnesia, mm -hmm. yeah, dementia, any of those neurogenic, neurogenetic. Yeah, and so right now I'm I'm kind of in the process of applying for jobs. And I feel like I'm in a position where I am so willing to learn about everything right now. So I've just been looking for jobs where I can get as many opportunities as possible. Um, so one of the jobs that I'm really interested in is a private practice that sees adults and children in multiple settings. Um, Great. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that, you know, falls through. So, um, yeah. So now you're applying to jobs, right? Yes. Before we talk about job, I'm interested in how the job hunt is going. You're also studying to take the comps, right? I am. I am studying to take comps. It's going well. Um, I took the Praxis first. I don't know do you guys, how that works for you guys. Yeah, we take the Praxis exam right before we graduate. Well, that's how I did it, but I okay. to take it whenever, I think. I'm not right. It's been so long. So I'm glad yeah. you're because you're like living it. Yeah, I'm how that's going. So I know some people take the praxis before they take their comprehensive exam or some take them after. I took praxis before um, because I wanted to get a better feel for the multiple choice aspect and see what I really knew. So I took um, practice tests on the ETS website. Um, there's really good yeah, practice tests on there um, that you can use to kind of get an idea of where you're at um, and what you need to, you know, study for. So that was helpful. And then there's also a book called The Advanced Review of Speech-Language Pathology, something like that. Um, and that's really helpful too. There's quizzes on the back of each chapter. And I'm using that for comps as well, both of those resources, because um, they're both great. And uh, so I took Praxis, passed it, and now I'm moving into comps. Um, resources for comps that are really great are the ASHA uh, practice portal. Tons and tons and tons of stuff on there. 
had no, see, this is why we need some young blood on the show. <laughs> me and Dad were like, oh, we will remember. We will remember what we did like two weekends ago, you know? Yeah. Like, on the line at all times. I, I probably won't remember next week yeah, anyways. Good like, thing we have this recorded. We have evidence. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the practice board is great. There is a, um, a ton of clinical topics on there, so you can go by topic, and then it'll tell you treatment, assessment, um, signs and symptoms, references, and then you can take that and then go to the evidence maps on ASHA, and you can see current evidence um, for the different disorders um, and areas in speech-language pathology, and that's great. And then, um, you know, aside from that, I've been looking at my textbooks, reading up on who's known in that area so I can kind of look back at their research and then also I have been looking at the informed SLP which is super helpful yeah she was a guest on our show yeah yeah I love that website it's so helpful um, I'm definitely going to keep that subscription uh, because I can just look up the topic and uh, find what I'm looking for and it's an easy read I mean with comps there's so much to read and Listen to podcasts because <laughs> that helped me a lot. Plug for it now. I didn't yeah. get to say this. I, I know. I didn't get paid to say any of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that podcast is helpful. I don't know if ours is helpful, but <laughs> yeah, you guys say lots of informative stuff. Um, that's why I started listening to it because um, in grad school it's hard to kind of pick what resources to use and there's just so much to learn and it's overwhelming. Um, so if you have realistic SLPs talking about um, stuff in the field, it helps you, you know, think about, okay, oh, I need to know that. Like, what is that? Oh, I got to look that up. What are they talking about? So yeah. And there's a lot of SLP podcasts. So, you know, are, and it, yeah. it's easy to listen to in the car and, you know, on your way to your externship or to class or even when you're just driving around yeah so that's kind of what I'm doing to study for comps if anyone has any other recommendations please reach out to me because uh, <laughs> well I took that advanced that that book advanced review of speech mm -hmm. I had that book um and then I think we had like study groups like the girls in my cohort as yes right now we just said the girls in my class back in the day mm -hmm. He just said the girls in my class and we I remember we all like collectively wrote like bullet points about like every topic like are you have fluency you have voice you have dysphagia mm -hmm. and then this like huge like 30 to 40 page document of just like bullet points and yeah it on the google drive or however else you want to share it. and then you could all have that great and incredibly long and tedious thing. yes <laughs> yes for my comps they changed it this year so they're having a soon oral portion on top of the multiple choice really? um so they're asking us two case studies and we have to um have references ready to cite whatever it is that they're going to present to us um oh. so i'll like a study guide on a piece of paper no we don't have anything well we're allowed to have a binder we have 30 minutes to review that binder write down whatever we can really quick, have references ready, and then they're gonna, we're gonna, we go into a room and they essentially are gonna ask us, you know, wow. what diagnosis is this? What's the, what's the treatment? What's the assessment or assessment and then treatment, you know? So, yeah. Um, and cause my comps for St. John's were, it was like a hundred or something like that, uh, multiple choice questions. 
Okay, so yeah, we have multiple choice and oral, but it's functional. Um, you know, I just had a job interview where they asked me about a case and I had to on the spot say stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's some jobs that you have to do like a sample like session. Oh, you have like background now. So be prepared for that. Okay. Yeah. What we're talking about, they give you, <laughs> you could read the, now the, read the paperwork on this. This is mostly for, uh, young children or like students, student age. And then be prepared the next time you go for your follow-up interview to have like a 10, 15 minute session with that student. Mm -hmm. That's when you yeah. put out all the visuals. <laughs> yeah. on visuals upon visuals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind if that happens to me. Yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> great info for anyone in your shoes, which yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of our listeners are. Yeah. So since you're, studying right now you gave us a lot of helpful tips which was great do you have any advice to undergrads yeah sure um so for undergrads who are um trying to get into a graduate program yes. um i have a lot of questions about like what to apply what to write in their essay and me and deb like don't even remember like what happened again like last week so we're like we don't know how to help these people so <laughs> oh well that for the fellow SLP, future fellow SLPs. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, the way I went about it was if you're still in undergrad, I would try and reach out to somebody who's involved in research. And I know you mentioned this, Maria, on one of your. Thank you. Yes. yes. Uh, future's going. Yeah. So if you can get into research, um, I would definitely try because I feel like that helped me out um, uh, with with applying or getting into grad school. Um, I also cut my GPA up. I took the GRE three times because I wasn't happy with my score. Right. Um, and I applied to 10 different schools in wow. California because California, oh, and I actually applied to NYU um, online. Okay. I got in, but, <laughs> but, and, but it was a longer program and CSUN was closer and, and it was in, in person. So I don't know, but anyways, Going back, um, so the you're gonna want to make sure you do research. You're gonna want to make sure that you, if you can, um, keep your GPA, take your GRE, and get the score you want. Um, get your letters of recommendation from people who are professors in that discipline. Yes, good tip. Yes, because um, I know sometimes people will, um, you know, try and get from a different discipline, um, but it will really shine if you have somebody who um, is in the field. Um, also, uh, if it, just have good connections with your professors, and it can just be one email. You know, I know that a lot of professors are hard to connect with sometimes. So, um, you know, all you have to do is send them an email and let them know that you're looking, have a conversation with them. Um, and they're, you know, usually pretty understanding. They know you're trying to get somewhere. So, um, exactly. I would try to, I think also like to try to make that impression. So like, yeah, like sometimes annoying to like raise your hand in class, but like you do have to take that initiative. So that professor knows you because yeah, you were like quiet sitting in the corner the whole time sorry this is my this is my <laughs> one of my best friends texted me about her boy drama so I'm oh like, I'm wait right now we're talking about speech so <laughs> boys they just ruin everything i know 
cutting into our important conversation about the future. Um, yes. So if you're one of those students that yes. is in the corner and not participating, and then at the end of the semester, you go up to your professor, and it's like the second word you've uttered. Yeah. Hey, can you write me a recommendation letter? Yeah. I mean, they hopefully they say yes. Like, as a professor, I think they should say yes. That's my opinion. But if they know you more and you're raising your hand and you're sharing your experiences, and you're asking questions, I think that letter would be a lot more detailed rather than their like basic letter. Yeah. Like, you know, like to have like that letter to have some substance to it. Yeah. You want to be memorable and you, you want them to remember your face um, because they might have a template that they're using for letters of recommendation. Um, so you don't want to be that template. You want to be an, you know, a unique individual that people see from a grad program and are like, Oh, she has something to bring the, or he has something to bring to the table. Let's, um, let's have them come to our program. So, um, you know, and it's so competitive. So we're competitive. Uh, yeah, make sure you're applying to more than one place because <laughs> it's hard to get in. It is. It's mm -hmm. really hard. And I know there's a couple of their SLPs now, um, but when we were applying together or maybe a year or two apart, they didn't get in right away or the second time. And like, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't take time. Eventually, if you really, if this is really something you want to pursue, you might not get in the first time. You might yeah some I don't know, resume building if you want to call it, or application building but mm -hmm. you can't give up if this is really what you want yeah and on that same note if you don't get in right away and you have your degree it might be worthwhile to try and um, work as a slipper so you can get some experience i didn't do that it allows you does california because yeah. new york doesn't have slipper Okay. Yes. California does allow it. Um, you'd have to, you know, you have to get your hours and there's a whole process, but I do have friends that, that did that before they started the grad program. So, um, and it helped them when they got in, they had more, oops, they had more, um, experience. experience. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. I think we gave a lot of tips, right? Yes. And then also for your essay, Oh, for your essay. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> You're going to want to add why you are valuable to them in there, not why you, not just why you want are interested in their program. Um, because you're, they're going to see you and they're going to be like, okay, why are they interested in speech language pathology? What brought them here? What do they have to offer? What, what have they done so far? Um, that's different than all the other people applying. So make sure you include that into your letter. That's really important. Yes. 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 And do you, like when you wrote your letter, did you have like a lot of people read it? Like I had like everybody read my letter. I was like, hey, you read my letter. Like, I was just like. <laughs> yes. Um, I had like four or five people just read it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, make sure you have somebody read it. That's a good point. Um, because sometimes you look at it for so long, you might miss something. I know that I've written emails that I've read three times over, and then I realize later that I forgot a period or something. So, um, you know, sometimes you just don't see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For your school, California State University? Right? Northridge, yes. Northridge. Did you have an in-person interview? No, we didn't. I didn't either. I've heard yeah. schools do, but... Yeah, we didn't have one, so I don't know How too much about that. Going? Oops. 
how's the interview going now for jobs? Because I know we said we would talk about that. It's been great. Um, tips for that. I would say make sure you have a cover letter. Yes. Uh, oh my, yes, you bring me back. You're bringing me back. <laughs> I remember that you should have that. Yeah, um, make sure you have a cover letter because people submit resumes all the time and yes. you want to have something a little bit more, you know, <laughs> just get in there a little bit more so people notice you. Um, make sure you have your resume stands out a little bit if you need to add a little bit of color at the top with your name um, and make sure that you send a thank you after your interview. So important. Um, yeah, because, you know, if they don't know if you liked the interview or not, and it's a, it's an opportunity, so you want to be appreciative um, of their time. You could even get, like, classy and send a handwritten one also. Yes. Yeah, handwritten. That sounds really nice. Yes. I sent a handwritten one to my supervisor when I got hired, finally, to work for the school system. Yeah. So I sent a handwriter one because you keep it very classy, you know? Yeah, that is nice. Yes, thank It's you. a nice touch. <laughs> yeah and you know I feel like in interviews it can be kind of difficult to talk about yourself um because you're kind of on the spot and they're like what do, what do you have to offer to my company right. um but this is your time to shine and think even if you have to talk to yourself in the car before you get to the interview <laughs> yeah tell yeah, think about your qualities. Think about why you would be a good employee. Think about um, why you, your friends love you and why your family um, likes to be around you. You know, what is what do you have to bring to the table? Um, it can be personality traits. It can be skills. It can be assessments that you've given. Um, think about a challenge you've encountered and how you fixed it. Um, think about a, uh, a something you really enjoyed and you know, or a light bulb moment that you had. Because uh, I might ask you about that, so be ready that way. Absolutely, these are great. I'm gonna just like sit back, have <laughs> like, oh, cheers. You're like a motivational speaker. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'm usually listening to others because I need it, but well, I'm happy to help if anyone's listening. Absorbed now, and you're able to retell it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Before expressive, like this. yes, yes, receptive before expressive, exactly. See, there's no <laughs> that I remember from grad school. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you're not busy studying and giving really great advice. Do you have some free time to hang out? Yes, you said you have a dog. You have two dogs, right? I do. I have two dogs, Bruno and Rocco. They're um, one is a full German Shepherd. The other one is a little mix. Um, and they are a blast. I love them so much. Um, what else? I love cycling. That's what I do for exercise. I get all, all of my negative energy that way and yes. insert some positive. Good. Do you do soul cycle? I do. Yes. I have to take one of those classes because they're all about like the, the body, mind, soul. And I'm like, all oh, that. it is so fun. It is. They play this music, you get really into it, you dance while you're on the bike, you do some weights, and then they have these motivational talks where you just feel like you've just completely had this therapeutic moment, and they leave, and you're like, okay, I'm reset. I got this. <laughs> also, why you're really good at giving these really grateful tips. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm catching on at SoulCycle. I don't know. Connected, you know. <laughs> I'm not paid to talk about SoulCycle either. <laughs> right, no. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> 
this show, even though they should be. I yeah, be. I know. Yeah. This podcast, drink wine and eat cheese. Yes. Want to talk about how healthy it is to cycle? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but um, I also love to garden. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of plants. For it, so that's good. <laughs> and um, what else? I'd like to cook. Uh, no. That's what I do, and I and I just try to make time for personal stuff. It doesn't always happen, but it, I do try. It's a juggling act. It's a balance. Something yeah. When I focus more on maybe recycling, you're gonna do a great class. Then when you come home, you might be too tired to study. And yeah. The opposite. You're gonna hit the books for three hours, and the last thing you want to do is cycle. Right. So it's a give yes. and take, and that's yes. Just, you got to accept it for what it is. Yeah. And I feel like in grad school, that is such a big thing is finding that balance, making sure, I mean, I just talked about this in my stories today, like making sure you have five to 10 minutes, mm -hmm. um, to yourself and it, like just to reset in the quiet or reading a book or, you know, having a glass of wine, um, yeah. just do something for yourself at least once in a day. So was that a podcast? Yeah, listen to a podcast. Thank you. Another yeah. plug. Thank you. No. <laughs> Another humble plug, they call it. So do you, would that be your quote that you like to live by? Because we usually like to ep end our episodes with a quote or a mantra. Is there a certain one that comes to mind? My mantra right now is you can and you will. It's actually on my wall right now. My friend was giving me a motivational talk actually just a couple days ago and was saying, you need a mantra. Yes. <laughs> so that's my mantra right now. You can and you will. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I and then. And I will drink this wine. That's my Yes, mantra. I can and I will drink this wine too. Cheers. Another mm. cheers. Do you have any cheers, words aside from that? Well, aside from that, that was, could be, I guess, your how you could leave our listeners, right? And any last thing you want to get off your chest that you didn't say? Um, if you guys have any questions about grad school or practicing or um, studying for comps or really anything, um, you can find me at California Speechy on Instagram. Instagram, um, And yeah, I would love to answer yeah. any questions that you have. Um, and so you can it on our page after this episode airs, so they'll really be able to find you. Great. Awesome. All right. Yeah, and um and I want to thank you, Maria and Deb, for having me on your show. I listen to your show all the time. So it's cool to actually see you and put your face um with your voice because I usually listen to you and you know, I follow you on Instagram as well. But thank you very much thank for having you. me. Thank you for reaching out. Look, so she took initiative and look, she can and she will be on the show. <laughs> that's right cheers you never know maybe one day we'll meet in real life yeah at an asha convention maybe i'm not going this year but i know you guys have a booth we're going this year we have a booth i should know the booth number i want to say it's 896 it's not i know it's in the eight i heard it on your last eight, episode right. it's in the eight and i should know the answer to that but by the time i go and search for my phone <laughs> much dead air so we'll be you'll be there I'll be there. Me and Deb, Deb and I will be there parting it up at Asha at our booth. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's our 
our show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese. We have new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we'd appreciate it if you would like and review us on iTunes. If you love the show and want more bonus content, check out patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese.